Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Loga the Barbarian. And I've got a guest today, David, the creator of Roguelike Dungeon. Welcome, David. Um, yeah, hi, Loga. It's great to be here. Good. It's good show. to have you. Good to have you. So what can you tell our listeners and me about Roguelike Dungeon? Roguelike Dungeon is um, it's a mini zine. It's one of those, a single piece of paper that folds into a yeah, four-page zine, and um, I I made it over the past couple months. You know, half thinking about Zine Month, but not really planning on making it any kind of big thing. I didn't expect a lot of attention for it or anything, you know. Um, but I started sharing it on Twitter, and some people seemed to think it was cool. So I was like, okay, let's do this. I like messaged some other creators and artists that I kind of had interacted with some, and like uh, Roke Romero, right? I know he is into some of like the aesthetic things that I'm into. Now I'm looking at two different documents here. One is like the single page, which I'm assuming is uh, the different segments that would fold up essentially. And then the other one seems to be a larger print version of it. Yeah, so the, the two versions, one's basically just a printable version. You know, you can print it and fold it into a PDF. And there's some uh, instructions for how to assemble the zine on the, the, the itch page too. And then the other version is just kind of like a screen readable version. So what can you tell us about what exactly it is roguelike dungeon? Is it a game on its own? Is it a dungeon on its own? Um, I do think of it as a game on its own. Um, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm interested in like OSR stuff, but I'm also interested in like all these lyric games that are coming going around that are like, you know, solo games. Um, and I think of solo games even as like, gm tools right so like there's no need for a gm tool to be like dry and boring and like you know functional i think a gm tool can be like a fun game in and of its own and like you know in my like dream world you could just do gm prep just by playing games right and then you show up to the session you're like oh i played some games here are the results from the games and uh it, it leads to a more fun session if you're having fun during gm prep too right like if you're stretch stressing out during gm prep you're like <laughs> oh no, are the players going to buy into this? Is this going to be cool? Um, then that kind of like, you know, transfers down to the session a little bit. But like, if you're just having fun and like your creative juices are really flowing and stuff, I think that also translates into the session. So I spent a lot of time focusing on the worksheet. Uh, you can see it on the itch page too. Um, I'm not trying to like keep the mechanics secret or anything. And like, I went through a lot of iterations and actually, so currently I have a, a a hand injury too. So I've been like, I basically designed this game and did all the play testing with my left hand. So it's designed for like minimal hand movements and like the minimal amount of effort to go into creating it, uh, creating the dungeon. So it's also supposed to be like, you know, um, like really user-friendly and like really easy to get into. That's awesome. Now you said that there was, you had mentioned something else when we first started talking, you said a roguelike mega dungeon. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so because I kind of, I didn't plan this and threw it together in the last second. <laughs> um, so the the zine that's you can buy and you'll get it right away is like the dungeon. It's a small version. Basically, you can use it to create like a five-room dungeon using the single worksheet. or And you can combine separate five-room dungeons together to make a, a bigger dungeon. And so I thought like, well, why not keep going? And you can just like create like, you know, a 20-floor dungeon. So 
you know, to do that, you don't want to use the same set of tables, right? Because I think it would get a little boring. Yeah. So the expanded version, a roguelike mega dungeon, will basically have like, you know, this the same version of roguelike dungeon with different like biomes is what I think of them, like different dungeon environments, like, right, you can have like, um, like a frost dungeon, or you can have like, you know, you can just go straight to like the goblin warrens or whatever. <laughs> with all these different dungeon themes and stuff you can do like one big mega dungeon that has all of them but you can also just like be like you know oh we're gonna do like you know an astral plane dungeon and you can just pick that section out of the themes and then uh, make a dungeon like a five room dungeon just for one session um so it's like it's like kind of module right like osr stuff is all always very much modular so uh, here let me ask you this i'm springing this out of the blue how long how quick do you think you could actually make or start making a dungeon with this and is it difficult to do is it easy do you think we'd do a little few rolls and see what we come up with on the show today i mean that would be super cool i think, I think that would be uh, I, I like <laughs> i like doing i like rolling on random tables why don't you guide me through it and let's let's come up with a cool dungeon yeah um and so when we're doing this one of the th- I, you know i want to say one of the themes i was thinking about is like osr stuff right so you actually roll the same way you do character creation in a normal game, you roll 3d6 six times. Oh! 3d6, so the first two sixes give you kind of like a grid location of the room, and then the third number gives you the size of the room. I guess, you know, it won't transfer like super well to audio only because, you know, you need the map, yeah. but there's also contents, and, you know, we'll be, I guess we'll be talking about the uh, different interactions and stuff. Yeah, so um, in addition to the 3d6, you have to roll room stocking, and then whether or not the room has treasure, and then you roll once more for the flavor for the room. So it's like 66 per room. Okay. So yeah, if you want to go ahead and roll 66 and tell me your results, I guess I can just... Uh, so uh, should I roll 3d6 and then and then three more six-sided dice on top of that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my if I roll 3d6, I add those first three together. I got... One, two, three, six. I got eight. Oh, don't, don't, oh, don't so add them Adam, together. Just, just, yeah, oh, okay, just tell individually. me that. Yeah. So I've got a two, a okay, three... Two. Another three, okay. a five, a okay. three, and a one. So I guess for, for listeners, right, the, the worksheet has a grid, like a six by six grid. So for the first two numbers, you got a two and a three. So you just count down two and then over three. All and right. then yeah. in that square, you write the size, which is a three. And then number, you got a five for the stocking, which is a trap. Oh, no. <laughs> and then for... Um, the next number you rolled, I forget what it was, but it was no treasure. The next number one. was a three. Yeah. So you need a one on it on the six to get a treasure. So no treasure. Oh, no. And then the final number was a one, which was the flavor for your trap. So it's quicksand. Ah. <laughs> so this roguelike dungeon is like the top level of, of the mega dungeon, right? So it's, it's, it takes place in a swamp. So there's kind of like swampy themes like quicksand in it. Yeah, okay, so that's the first room. Yeah, let's do another one. All right, I'm rolling. Oh, I dropped a die. I got to pick it up. All right, I've got a six, a six, and a five. Six, six, five. Oh, big room. Two, one, three. Oh, you got a treasure. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that, that, yeah, that number is always the first one I noticed. After playtesting a bunch, I'm like, yes, treasure. Um, okay, so... Okay, so six, six were the first two numbers. So you count down six, count over six. So it's in the very bottom right hex. And then I'll write a five in that square for the room size. And you rolled an empty room. 
and I, I decided to have flavors for empty rooms too because it's kind of boring <laughs> to just have nothing room so um the uh flavor is three which is old food <laughs> oh no so we can think about like maybe later on we can think about whose food it was right <laughs> We're uh, populating that dungeon, trying to think who left their food behind mm -hmm, and yep. wasn't hungry enough to eat it all. <laughs> <laughs> or something happened to them before they finished eating. Oh, no, it's probably <laughs> adventures. Stern adventures. <laughs> yeah, let's keep going. Yeah, so right. next room, room number three. Next. I'm rolling. I've got a five, a four, a one, a two, a two, and a four. Okay, so we count down five, count over four. Room size one, so it's just a single square room. Um, you got another empty room. And the flavor for this is four, which is stream with fish. Oh, so there's might be some food in there for us if we want some that's not so old. <laughs> yeah, if it's close to the other room, maybe the old food is, you know, somebody caught some fish in the stream and left them there or something. Right. So these are they're like signs of inhabitants. <laughs> Golem used to eat his fish, he wants it raw. <laughs> <laughs> i can't i need to be able to do a golem voice impression i don't I, i'm i'm intimidated even attempt on the show <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not a big voice doer i'll do them sometimes for fun but yeah i don't really lean into it too much i used to do a lot of voices when i was younger and yeah i i i i kind of discovered the beauty of more narrative role playing describing actions and what's going on i still may do some here and there but nowhere near as i put a lot of emphasis on that at one point in time and i've kind of lost that <laughs> yeah That's and funny. sometimes it just turns out as like really bad accents and you're hearing somebody's <laughs> bad accents like yeah I really don't know what Scottish people sound like or how to do a Scottish accent. I'm going to be honest. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. Like, um, I guess people do it for immersion, right? It's like, Oh, it like puts you in the story, but I, yeah, I, I think like, just like the descriptions, like, Oh, my character's thinking this, or like, this is what you see that does it more for me. I guess. Yeah. I'm a big book reader. A lot of what I read is a lot of what I get into is, is narrative written and, and the spoken word and description seems to work pretty well. You can tell me what the accent is or tell me what this is. I don't have to have you try to act it out. And that's not to say anything negative to people who do get into acting it out. I still do act out characters and stuff from time to time. It's just a lot less emphasis I put onto it. So one more room. Um, yeah, let's do Let's do another room. Let's see what we get here. I'm shaking those dice. So I have a two, a six, a four, a two, a three, and a four. Oh, you're getting a lot of empty rooms. It's another stream. Uh, let's do another room. All right, let me reroll. We're at, we're at four rooms right now. I got one, one, two, three, three, four. One, one is the top left corner. It's the size of two. And the stocking, you got a monster. And you got a swamp mage for your monster. Oh, they're actually. Yes. <laughs> um, is the swamp mage similar to an ogre mage? <laughs> um, it was the top level of the mega dungeon. So I don't think they're very nasty. Powerful. They're not quite that nasty. Yeah, I think they're just sort of weirdos who live in the swamp who, um, you know, possess the power of magic and <laughs> kind of connected to the, the greater weirdness of the dungeon below. I like that. I can appreciate that. <laughs> I can go for it. Yeah, so, you know, like, do you want to do the last room, the sixth room? I'm on it. I'm, okay. I'm getting these dice rolls. I need something amazing. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a one, six. One, six. Four, one. Four, one. 
six one. So that was uh, another empty room and you have one to four gold coins. Let's just say one D four gold coins. I will take um, the gold coins. Does that translate to experience? Oh, I rolled a four. <laughs> I rolled a four. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like this swamp mage is kind of hanging out. Let's see. He's in. He's not finishing his left. fish dinner. Yeah. I think he probably doesn't expect people to come through. Maybe the quicksand is some kind of natural protection for him towards outsiders or adventurers you know um, i've seen i've seen it wreak havoc in quite a few cartoons growing up <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think he just trusts that actually you know i have you marked down for a treasure in room number two so you want to roll one more d6 for the treasure i've got a five five okay a bundle of javelins a, a bundle of what javelins oh that could be useful if that swamp mage tries to start me crap <laughs> Cool. Um, and so, so as we were generating this map, you know, I wrote down numbers in each of the grids. So um, what I'm doing now is like just drawing the room out. So you okay. have like a geography to it. But so one thing that happens when you're doing this is that um, you don't have connectors between the rooms, right? So when, so some, some roguelike computer games do sort of use a similar approach. You generate the rooms first and then it randomly connects them with tunnels. So the, the, the connections or the hallways are more up to the person, like the player, right? Or the GM making. Okay. So, you know, you can have them fit the narrative, right? Like if we want the quicksand to be the, like, you know, his natural defenses, mm -hmm. that's maybe the entrance to the dungeon and you have to get through the quicksand first. And then maybe you navigate your around to these your way around to these different streams and stuff, finding evidence of the swamp mage. And then, you know, like, oh, here's, here's some half-eaten fish or whatever. Maybe there's like a fishing rod on the stream. And then, you know, we don't know uh, much about the swamp mage. So he could, you know, he could be a bad guy. He could be a good guy. I guess we don't know. Maybe he has some kind of mysterious secret for more information about the other parts of the dungeon. Uh, that's what I like the reaction roles for. Yeah. Uh, we can see if, if, if is the swamp mage hate me. <laughs> Who really like me. <laughs> Maybe we're going to eat some fish together, you know? <laughs> Excellent. I, 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 I like fish. <laughs> it's good stuff. Well, we're coming close on time. Before cool. we finish up and wrap up, could you tell the listeners where they can go to uh, support and check out Roguelike Dungeon? So it's all it's uh, crowdfunding on itch. It's itch funding. My, um, my handle is Proton31. So the website would just be proton 31 dot itch dot io slash rogue like hyphen dungeon i'm proton 31 on twitter also please follow and share every time i post about the game there we go because <laughs> you know like i said i didn't expect this game to be big or you know super successful i don't have a huge following but like now that i've got some cool collaborators on board like i really want it to be successful for them too and for the whole collaboration project excellent so, yeah, i would really appreciate it yeah, no doubt. And uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. I'm on Twitter at Logar Crom. Our blog is wobbliesandwizards.com. We've recently started a Patreon. Uh, it's cost us a bit of money out of our pocket and everything. It would be helpful to keep the, if you enjoy having a daily role-playing game podcast, it would be helpful to keep it going. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.